0: An action or behavior is the act of having done something with the purpose of achieving a specific result. What does your customer do? Would you like to know more about the actions and behaviors that the customers take? Would you specifically like to know how you can align yourself better to those actions and behaviors? I'm not sure why you are here. It is maybe because You simply want to understand more about how the customer is thinking. It could be that sometimes you feel overwhelmed about the customer's reaction and you cannot explain it. Or perhaps you noticed that you missed out an opportunity but didn't really know where and why. Or sometimes, perhaps, you wanted to be more aligned but you didn't know how and when. In any case, you have come to the right place. If you want to interpret the actions of your customers and understand better what they are thinking. And what if you could actually know what the customer is thinking and align your behavior better to theirs? Just imagine how much tighter would your customer feel to you if they felt you were supporting them and not selling. Or just think if you could interpret the next move your customer makes. Today, we're going to look into understanding the customer's drivers and behaviors. We're going to see how their behavior changes during the buying process and you will get an idea so that you can align your behavior with the customers. And in the end, I'm going to give you a five-step process so that you can specifically speed up your actions and follow up your sales process with pride. Welcome to the Power Hour, your hour where you can find out what is holding you back, your hour where you can find things where you can be better, your hour where you find new ways how you can lead your team to success, or your hour where you can have a breakthrough and do things totally differently. This is your Power Hour with me, I am Coach Colin and I am the skipper on your journey in mastering your leadership. In your darkest moments, I can help you find your north. As a coach, I can help you feel inspired and feel the winds in the morning from the east. As a coach, when things around you are hot and dense, I can help you stay the course when things go south. As a coach, I can help you feel proud and relaxed and feel the achievements when you turn west and look into the sunset in the evening. This is your power hour, the hour where you can make it happen. And I am Coach Colin, and I am here to help you master your leadership. So let's get started. Aligning yourself with the customer process is specifically important these days because we have to become more efficient in our process, which means that we have to find ways to sell more in the time we have. Even if we had a great first quarter, it doesn't mean that this will continue. We have to ensure that we develop our ways to grow faster than the competitors. If we want to attract more investors to our business, But let's have a look first to see what are actions or behaviors that you really recognize with your customers. And perhaps you can write something here into the chat. When I asked this before, we realized that some of the behaviors that they recognize are like the following. We don't have, uh, we see customers not having a clear idea what they want to do. Uh, Sometimes we see customers who are looking for new ways to run their business. Or they're doing analysis on benchmarks and different areas of their business. Sometimes they're talking about the future goals and ambitions and challenges. And you even see them hesitant to take actions. In some cases, you see customers screening potential suppliers and solutions to learn more about the potential outcome. Or they're evaluating risks and opportunities and they're calculating the cost of changing or perhaps not changing. Sometimes you even see customers judging resources and potential of their own investments. There could be scanning suppliers for concrete solutions and comparing prices. And you even see customers who are being open for testing and demonstration. And these are are typical behaviors that they see that the customer has. But how does it really all connect? Let's step back to our sales process. and I'm quite sure you all remember our sales process, which was from left to right in the first phase, we were about search and analyzing the customer needs. And when we know the needs, we were into exploring and agreeing on the priorities. And then it's about coordinating the, the offer. And finally, of course, you offer the value and close the deal. But when you think about the customer behavior, you actually recognize that This is our behavior. It's not really the customer behavior. So this four-step process doesn't really help us really to identify the customer behavior because again it's our behavior. But if we were to map our sales process onto the customer thought process and the stages that the customer goes through in coming to a conclusion, you will suddenly realize that you will see different things. So let's have a look into that. Let's have a look at the first stage The search, from the search, explore, coordinate and and offer. The search stage, and we will work ourselves through those four stages to see what really happens. So in the search stage, what is the customer really searching for? He's really searching trying to understand what should be achieved for himself. Because there you have like the management team, they're thinking about what is the situation today and where they want to be in the future. And they're trying to figure out what really the goal is, what should be achieved. They're doing the analysis around some data, they're observing the markets and the environment and they're coming to some kind of conclusion of what should be the goals or the changes for the next period, the next quarter, the next half of the year or the next year in total. That is where they're defining what should be achieved. In the next phase they're trying to figure out how to, what to solve first. I mean, like with everything, there's so many things to do. And everybody who's got a limited amount of resources, which everybody has, every every company has a limited amount of resources, they have to conclude for themselves where should they start first, which means there is a process of prioritization going on with the different departments so that they can figure out, okay, now we understand where we are today and where we need to be in the future, but how exactly do we take the priority? What is the first and the next step that we're going to take? And that is where all the specialists come in, of course, the, the middle management who own the budget, who decide on where they want to put the, the first investment. Then they come into the third stage, which means that that's where they want to come to a come to conclusion. How do they want to solve it in the best way? They still haven't decided who they're going to buy from, but that's where they comparing different offers, comparing different suppliers, comparing different solutions specifically from the different offers and suppliers, to have an idea what would be the best thing to do that the previous level of organization who has decided on the priorities gives then the specialist an idea, this is what you're going to do first and they have to come up with a conclusion what is there to do best. And then, of course, in the next phase, in the final phase, that is where they then go into detail to understand from whom are they going to buy all these solutions. This is where they then compare specifically the specifications of different suppliers, where they compare the prices and the planning. And in the end, of course, they make the deal and say, okay, now we are going to buy from one supplier and we're going to follow through with implementation with that one supplier. So here you now see the four stages of the customer thought process. They decide what should be achieved. They decide what to solve first from everything that they want to achieve. They decide how to solve it best and they decide from whom they want to buy. And when you look at these four different phases, first of all, you'll want to ask yourself, when do you really start interacting with your customer? And very often you realize that actually you're quite late in interacting with a customer because when it's about understanding what really should be achieved and what to solve first, that is already done in meetings where normally you would not really have the interaction with the customer. Very often you start interacting with a customer when it is already decided what they want to solve and you are influencing the customer into deciding how to solve that in the best way. So, now the question is, now that you understand those four phases, what should be achieved, what to solve first, how to solve it in the best way, and from whom to buy, now you can associate different behaviour matching those four phases. Because in all these four phases, the behaviour is significantly different. And your question now is, well, how does the customer interact with you in these phases? What type of support can you give them in those phases? But the challenge that we have right now is the amount of information and the confusion and even the delay that the customer has in working through the different phases from a customer perspective. Because that is where we were talking another time about what is really influencing the customer's buying process. You imagine that, you remember that the customer has a huge amount of information to go through and that is really what is making it so hard in the first phase to in- decide what should be achieved. Just imagine if you could help your customer in having a better picture of what should be achieved and helping him understanding the different challenges that they have in their area of special- speciality Were you talking to them right now. Do you think they would want to listen? And obviously, you're not selling anything right now, but you're adding a tremendous amount of value to the customer in that phase because they're struggling in understanding what is important information for the situation they have right now and what is important, unimportant information in that situation right now. And through the whole vast of information, they're wondering what really makes sense. And as long as they can't make sense, they cannot take a decision. And that is where you can come in. If you identify that behavior where you see your customers undecided, where they're hesitating to come to conclusions, where they don't, don't really know how to move forward, that is where you can help them, because they're in the confused stage of which information is really relevant. But please don't give them more information. Ask them what type of information would help them come to a conclusion what should be achieved, come to a priority that they need to, to find. Because that is exactly then what's in the second stage where they want to understand what they should be solving first and again now that they understand what should be achieved they've got a lot of ideas how they want to move forward and that is exactly where you can help again because now they're putting these desires, the goals and these achievements, expected achievements, onto the organization. And you know that there are so many people involved in this organization. There's not one person deciding this anymore. There are many people deciding this and you are wondering who is going to decide it and even the customers wondering who is going to decide this. But in fact, there are so many people who are deciding this and you can help them in this stage to come to joint conclusions by interacting with several stakeholders at the same time so that you can come to a common idea of what is the priority that we're really looking for and which sequence are we going to solve the problems and then when they have been looking into the priority of these things you move into the next stage where actually the specialists they suddenly realize that okay there are things that they can solve, they know what to solve first, first. but in fact there are so many options to choose from and it's very hard for them to really understand what is the best solution, in this case, for a single problem. And that, again, that's where you can interact with the different stakeholders so they together can come to a joint conclusion, what is the best solution, Because Obviously, if you're talking to purchasing, you're talking to engineering, you're talking to the technicians and the process improvers, they all have different different opinions of what is really best in this case. But you know that in the end, the customer is only, only going to buy one solution. But the customer has to agree between the different specialists what the best solution is for their company. And that is where you can help them find and agree specifically on what is best out of different perspectives. Because if you only let the customer decide themselves on what is best for themselves, they will only find one single denominator for themselves where they can agree, okay, I can give you purchasing uh, a best solution. I can give you engineering a best solution. I can give you the process engineering's best solution, but the only common denominator they find in the end In judging what is best is the price. And you know that you don't want to be there because that only means that you have to try to be the cheapest bidder on that solution. But you want the customer to find the best solution and that means that those different stakeholders they have to sit round the table and they have to agree how do they judge the best solution. And it could be that price is not the best solution. It could be that delivery time is not the best solution. It could be that the technical uh, most advanced solution is not the best for them. But the only one who can decide that is the customer together negotiating between the specialists and coming to the conclusion saying, okay, this is what we judge for our company to be the best solution. In the end, in the fourth phase, the customer is trying to figure out now if we're going to buy from supplier A or supplier B, who's going to offer us the biggest value? And again, that is where it's become so confusing because the offers that they're on the table very often they're very complex and it's very difficult to decide in in its in the execution where the impact really is going to be. And that is where we have to spend more time in helping the customer understanding the real value of the offer because the value is not in the price we know that and we don't want to go there and offering the cheapest price but we know that the value is in the implementation and if if we can communicate the value of the implementation into the different areas more clearly then of course everybody's going to be happy with that decision that they make and there that will proceed and that will um, make the decision faster and these are the four things that really slow down the purchasing process where we can have an impact in every stage, we're offering a different type of value to the customer. And the value that we're offering is not based out of the value of the product or in the end, the, the, the price that we have or the extra value that we're adding into the solution that we're having through changing in services and whatever there is. No, the value we're adding comes from the value we are giving to the customer to proceed in his decision making process so that he can proceed faster from deciding on what they should achieve, what the priority is in making the first move and deciding on what is the best solution in the end and deciding from whom to buy. If the customer can proceed faster through this decision making process you're adding value because they can come faster in getting a return of their investment to the problem that they've identified in the beginning. Do you see the difference? Because if a decision is the, it takes 12 months to go through, that means that the return of an investment of a problem that they have decided and identified at the beginning of those 12 months, it only starts after 12 months. But if you can help the customer to go through the process within six months, already you're helping them to get a return of investment six months earlier. That is a huge value that you're offering to the customer just by speeding up this process. And that is where you can add and make a difference with the behavior that you are doing by aligning yourself to the customer's decision making process step by step and not waiting until the customer goes through it but really identifying where the customer is in the first phase or in the second phase in the first phase of that project so that you help them to move forward. So let's stand stop here for a moment and and, and recap. The customer the customers want to make up their mind about the goals, the priority, the solution And the supplier. So these are in principle the four phases of the customers thought process and the question is what behavior do you recognize in those four steps now? How can you identify specific behavior from your customer that you have seen in the past and how can you sort of put that into the different boxes of where the customer is in the thought process? That means If the customer is analyzing the situation and is realizing the gaps and is trying to choose the goals, what type of behavior do you think the customer is showing towards you? What type of actions are they taking? If you think about if the customer has already taken and decided on those goals and is developing a strategy and deciding on the priority of these issues, how does he interact with you? What type of thoughts do they have? What type of information are they asking for? What are, what are they really doing? How can you see behavior where you can see? Wait a minute. Now I understand the purpose of my customer's behavior because they are trying to develop a strategy in finding the priority. See how the different behavior will develop. Think about the first third phase when the customer is evaluating the different options so that he can choose a preferred solution perhaps you're more familiar in this area because I'm quite sure you're seeing then the um, very often you in that in that situation where you're discussing different solutions and now perhaps you recognize the different behavior to the first two phases when they're still analyzing and choosing the goals or where they're developing and deciding on the priority and of course in the fourth phase you will be very familiar when they're about um, choosing a supplier and planning the implementation know exactly uh, what the customer's doing, because that is typically where you're working. But take a moment now and and write in the chat or write on a piece of paper, what behavior do you recognize from every step? Put it there into the box. What is the first step? Think about the different customer behavior that we had at the beginning. How would you associate that to step one, or step two, or step three, or step four? If you were to brainstorm about different customer behavior in phase one, what would you expect the customer to do? Write that in the chat if you like, so that you can share that with your colleagues. And I will give you a few moments here with a piece of music. That you know the different types of behaviors that the customer might display, I'm going to share with you a system that will give you the opportunity to be much more effective in aligning yourself with this customer behavior. In fact, when you use this system um, in advance, you will be able to see the customer where they, is, where they are right now and you'll be able to predict the customer in the next move and you'll be able to help the customer by adding value in that phase where they are so that you can help them to move forward. And this is how the system works. It's called the pride system because when you apply the system you will feel the pride in what you're doing. Because when you apply the system, it will not be that the customer is behaving, you're trying to figure out what is really happening to you. Instead, you will be driving the behavior in a certain sequence, so that you will feel the pride in yourself and helping the customer moving forwards to the next step. And the very first step, of the pride system is that you want to plan ahead for the different phases because you want to be aware of the four phases where the customer is and their behavior and their actions so that you can decide what to listen for which means that you want to prime your thoughts and your expectations and your blinking words in advance based on the behavior that you expect to see. And when you prime your behavior, you will recognize more easily from the actions and the behavior that the customer does and what he says and what his interaction with you, you will prime your, your mind so that you can recognize that phase much more easily. But you have to do that for yourself, depending on what your customer is like and what they're typically are doing and saying in your world. I cannot make a suggestion, but you can brainstorm for yourself and ask yourself your question. What is it I'm looking for and how will I recognize the phase one when the customer is deciding on the goals? What is it I'm looking for to expect to hear as, as blinking words when the customer is trying to make a priority? That will allow me immediately to connect to that phase and start offering a different type of value. Step number two of the pride system is actually rehearsing because as you know nothing is more important than rehearsing different types of situations so so the first thing of the rehearsal would be that you write down well-founded questions of that phase so that you can move the customer forward so that you can ask what the customer needs to close that phase where they are right now and so that you can ask the customer whether it's ready to move forward into the next phase based on the World Founder questions and the Mondial system. And that is exactly what you can rehearse with your colleagues and be prepared for on a piece of paper so that you know exactly what you're going to do in those different types of situations when you recognize them. Step number three of the pride system is that you want to identify the phases and match your actions, because there are different customer meetings that you are going to have, and different phases in the meeting. And it could be that, of course, this happens during one meeting as the customer develops full thought process, or you want to pick up a project in a certain phase. And you want to match your actions exactly into that phase so that the customer feels aligned with you and the customer realizes, wow, now I've got a I've got a salesperson, I've got an engineer, technician in front of me who's actually helping me in where I'm standing rather than pushing me to buy something to buy all the all of the time. Because let's agree, customers don't they hate nothing more than somebody pushing them to buy something when they're not even ready to buy. That's the worst thing. That is where they start with objections. That is where they don't find the time to talk to you. But if you create that feeling that your actions are now aligned with the phase in which the customer is in and you're sharing the level of the information that he really needs to move forward, just imagine how that would make the customer feel. In the fourth step, you will suddenly notice that different projects are in different phases. And nothing would be worse than coming to a project and come, talking to a customer and getting the phases modeled up. Specifically, when you're talking to larger customers that are running different types of projects. That is where you would want to document the different phases you're in, in relationship to the projects that you are in so that you can maintain an overview of the answers for yourself and document the phases so that you don't get lost and you can be aligned with your customer every time. And then the final step to really make sure that you take pride in helping the customer move forward is that you want to exit every phase in which the customer is with an agreement. An agreement around okay are we in agree that these are the goals that you want to achieve are we in agreement that these are the priorities that you have and you know that this is the top priority to move forward if you can agree make those agreements you have then a much higher chance of focusing on the bottlenecks that the customer have and give value in helping to solve those bottlenecks. And you are in alignment in the next step of the process, which means that you feel absolutely certain in knowing what you're going to do next. And when you feel certain in what you're going to do next, you can encourage and you can invite and enroll everybody else in your organization, and even with a customer, with that certainty and conviction that you know you are aligned with their customer. And that level of certainty allows you to be really standing there in front of the customer with pride and certainty and knowing how to move on. Because you know your customers right next to you. Just imagine how your customer would, would feel that he knows that you as a salesperson, you are right next to them. He would never consider going anywhere else so take action think about what is the purpose of your actions now and make and what specific results do you expect to achieve turn it around now that you know what the customer what type of actions they want to take and what the purpose is behind their actions and their behavior to achieve different results now it's up to you Decide on what is the purpose of your actions in every phase and what is the result you want to achieve in every phase of the customer process. So whenever you see the customer now and recognize the customer in a different phase, consider yourself to do it with pride. Prepare the different phases. Know what to expect. Rehearse the phases so that you're more aligned and more at ease with your well-founded questions and your closing questions out of the Mondial Cycle, so that you, when you identify those phases, you can automatically adapt your activities and your actions, matching that phase. Document when you leave the meetings, document how far you came in that specific project, so that you can pick up there with the next meeting. And make sure that you exit every phase with an agreement to be sure that your customer and you, you're standing side by side, taking another step forward. So take action. Decide what is the purpose of your actions and what specific results do you expect to achieve. And do that with pride. Moving forward, that was today's Power Hour. We have more Power Hours lined up for you. June 5, there are so many things happening. Where are we in the process? June 12 is a a break because I will be traveling, take a shortcut and get aligned with... with alignment meeting, which I will record for you. June 19 is get certified now. If you really want to join the release the leader within and June 26, there will be a power hour around coaching behavioral change. And for everybody who um, will not finish the course by the summertime, that is no problem at all. There is no deadline. The course will continue. And after the summer, we will pick up with more power hours. But um, before that, there's still more things to do and still more power hours to join. So we will just continue. Thank you for today. Have a great week and take care. And remember, do things with pride. This was the Power Hour with me, Coach Colin, the skipper to your leadership. And if you found something interesting during this Power Hour, why not just go over and press like or even share it with one of your peers, because we all want to be better and it is very rewarding to see other people getting better around us. And if you have any questions about this Power Hour or around leading your team to success, Just private message me, text me, get in touch with me on Facebook or send me an email. Because always remember, I am Coach Colin and I am here to help you master your leadership.